Welcome to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. I'm your host, Jill Jardine, longtime astrologer, psychic, healer, yogi, master's in counseling psychology, and Sanskrit mantra instructor. In today's episode, I'm going to teach you Sanskrit mantras for liberation, moksha mantras. So you'll want to stay tuned and get all that shakti. Welcome to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. In today's episode, I'm going to share Sanskrit mantras for liberation, also known as moksha mantras. You're going to want to stay tuned throughout the episode and chant along with me to receive and attune to this powerful shakti or spiritual juice. So what does moksha mean in Sanskrit? It is a term for liberation, and in the Vedic teachings, there are four aims of incarnation, and those aims are artha, A-R-T-H-A in Sanskrit, which means worldly gains, or why did we come into a body anyway? Well, we're here to experience the earth plane and all its fruits and joys, understanding that we are spiritual beings having a material experience. That's what moksha is. We are spiritual girls living in a material world not a material girl living in a spiritual world. So that is Artha. The second aim is Kama, K-A-M-A. And you may know Kama from the Kama Sutra, the text of sex, basically, in the ancient Vedic teachings, teaching all kinds of tantric sexual positions. Well, Kama means love or desire, So that is another aim of incarnation, is to experience love and desire, kama. The third aim in the Vedic teachings is dharma, D-H-A-R-M-A. And dharma is basically our soul purpose. What is my soul purpose? What is my dharma? Am I on my dharmic path? Many people ask me that. In fact, if you go to my website, jilljardineastrology.com, you'll find out, What is my dharma according to your sun sign? So dharma is what are we here to do? What are our gifts? What are our talents? And how can we share them? And it doesn't necessarily mean your, quote, job or your professional calling. Some people's dharma could be simply, not simply, but could be to be parents or to experience motherhood or fatherhood. Some people's dharma could be to be a philanthropist and help out others with their resources. So there are many forms of dharma, and they're not limited by just being a job or a career. And so then the fourth aim of life or incarnation in a body, according to the Vedic teachings, is moksha, liberation. So at some point, we experience the artha and make our material gains. We experience the kama and have tantric sexual experiences. We experience the dharma and are doing what we are called to do in this lifetime. And sometimes we can have more than one Dharma actually too. And then we release it all and try to obtain moksha. But you can't obtain moksha through the ego. It's through doing spiritual practices and practicing release and letting go. So moksha is liberation. Now these mantras I'm going to teach you today they are for spiritual liberation or releasing the bondage of the material plane or the bondage or becoming too enraptured and in 
thraldom of the material plane. But we can do these mantras as well to liberate from situations. Suppose somebody's in a marriage and they're not happy and they want to be liberated from it. These mantras can help with that. Suppose you're in a job situation and you can't stand your boss or the job and you want liberation from it. These mantras will help you with that. Or you want to be liberated from your mind state that is creating anxiety or fear, or you keep having the same recording in your head going over and over again, and you want to break free of mental patterns, these moksha mantras are going to help you with that. So I'm going to teach you five different mantras today, and I'm going to give you an explanation of each one. And they are from different paths The first one I'm going to teach you is from the Shaivite path, the followers of Shiva. In the Hindu masculine trinity, we have the three aspects of the divine, the creator God, Brahma, the preserver, Vishnu, and the destroyer, Shiva. But as I had mentioned in a podcast with Johnny Coe, previously recorded, where we did chant a lot of Shiva mantras and kirtan, the Shiva helps us to release what we no longer need, and helps to destroy the ego and the egoic hold on our mind and our life. So Shiva mantras are very, very powerful. And there is a Shiva mantra that is very well known, which is called the Siddha or foundation mantra, and that is Om Namah Shivaya. We did chant it in the previous podcast with Shakti Das, Johnny Ko. But Om Namah Shivaya is a mantra to release us from the thraldom and to help us obtain moksha if it's chanted enough. Om Namah Shivaya is the initiation mantra of the Siddhas, the lineage of perfected masters that traces its origin back to Shiva, the primordial guru. In Siddha Yoga, which are again the followers of Shiva, the great mantra, which is the initiation mantra, is the Om Namah Shivaya which translates to, I bow to Shiva. Shiva is the supreme reality, the inner self. Shiva is the consciousness that dwells within all. The mantra that a guru can impart to a seeker from their lineage is an initiation mantra. So Om Namah Shivaya is the initiation mantra of the Siddhas, the lineage of perfected masters that go back to Shiva, as I said. So there was a Siddha Yoga mantra teacher, Siddha Yogi, Siddha Mantra Yogi, Siddha Yogi, who came to this country in the 60s, Muktananda, and he initiated people in this mantra. And then his lineage was passed along to Guru Maya, who continued his work after he passed. And so there are many people, especially in the U.S., but all over the world, who were initiated in the Siddha lineage with Om Namah Shivaya, but anybody can chant it. Underlying this mantra is a great secret. Om Namah Shivaya. The five elements that comprise the body are purified. Each of the syllables corresponds to one of these elements. For instance, the syllable Na is the earth element. The syllable Ma, the water element. The syllable Shi, S-H-I, to the fire element, and the syllable va to the air element, and the syllable ya to the ether element. 
So, Om, universal consciousness, Na, earth, Ma, water, She, fire, Va, air, and Ya, ether. As long as the body and mind are not completely pure, we cannot fully benefit from our spiritual practice. This is a purification mantra and considered quite magical when repeated over and over. Om Namah Shivaya, 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 Om Namah Shivaya. I just wanted to remind listeners that we chant Sanskrit mantras in multiples of nine. Nine is the number of mastery and manifestation. And ideally, if we are going to be doing a spiritual practice or sadhana, chanting japa, repetition of mantras, we would do a mantra 108 times. 108, if you add it up, becomes nine. One plus zero plus eight equals nine. And 108 is symbolic of the 12 constellations of the zodiac times nine, the nine Vedic planets in Jyotish or Vedic astrology. And I want to thank my gurus of mantra, Thomas Ashley Ferran, Namadeva Acharya, Guru Ramamata, Sri Merlin Dharapai, Satyabhama Ashley Ferran, and the lineage of Sat Guru Sankeshavadas, who was their guru for the initiation into this powerful form of spiritual practice. And I wanted to let people know that these mantras that I'm sharing today, all of them, can also be used for transitions in life, specifically transition out of the body when somebody is dying or when you find yourself at the end of your life, it is very highly recommended to chant these mantras. I had the honor of assisting somebody who was very close to me passing out of his body, and I chanted all of these mantras I'm going to share today. And what happens is that the person chanting helps that person go to the next realm, or you become a midwifer, if it's so to speak, a midwife of the other side and open the portal for them to make this transition. And I did do that, and it really helps ease their suffering in the physical body as they leave. And there is the next mantra that I'm going to share. I'm going to share three that are part of the Vaishnavite tradition or followers of Vishnu. Shiva is the destroyer of the Hindu masculine pantheon, but Vishnu is the preserver. And Vishnu incarnates as Krishna and Rama and other incarnations. So the next mantra is very powerful to chant when somebody is passing over or right after they have transitioned and their soul is on its journey to the next phase and stage. So that mantra is Om Namo Narayanaya. Om Namo Narayanaya also can help us if we're not assisting somebody who's passing or transitioning out of their body. It can help us to achieve self-realization and oneness with the divine, thus a moksha mantra. As a means of humbling the ego, the Vedic tradition recommends reciting Om Namo Narayanaya 108 times twice a day for 40 days. 
After chanting the mantra, it is important to sit in silence for at least 10 minutes in order to connect with its effect. And this is a mantra that was taught by Vedic seers to the seekers who came to them for wisdom. It is believed that this mantra revealed its significance and meaning to these ancient Vedic seers through their penances or doing their sadhana and disciplines. And it was shared to seekers to help them become self-realized, as were the seers who shared it. So this mantra is understood to be a moksha or mukti liberation mantra recited as a way to achieve spiritual freedom from samsara, the illusion or delusion of incarnation or the recurring cycle of death and reincarnation. So if you don't want to be born again, chant Om Namo Narayanaya. Join me. Om Namo Narayanaya. 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 The next mantra is also a Vishnu mantra, or followed by Vaishnites, the followers of Vishnu. That mantra is Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Just as I mentioned that Om Namah Shivaya is the Siddha Yoga and the lineage of Muktananda and Guru Maya transmitted it as initiation to their followers or their devotees, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya was transmitted and given to the followers of Swami Kripalu, who was the founder of Kripalu Yoga out in Western Mass that many people go to for spiritual retreats. Although it's closed because of COVID, it will be back up and running, I'm sure. So Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya was their Shakti Mantra. And it's quite a powerful mantra. I received initiation myself from my mantra teacher, as I did all the mantras I'm sharing today. And Om Namo Bhagavate serves quite a few purposes. One of the things it does, and here we are about transitions again in and out of the body. Of course, it helps as somebody is getting ready to pass over. But it's also a very powerful mantra for a mother to chant when she is pregnant for the incarnating soul. And it tends to bring in a soul that's very advanced, a very advanced spiritual soul. And I've seen this several times with my friends and clients when I have advised them to chant Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya when they were pregnant. They brought forth beautiful advanced souls. The other thing that Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya does, it's also considered a love mantra because it brings in a very strong level of self-love and divine love. And it also helps one, if they're feeling down emotionally, it can lift the spirits. The efficacy of this mantra, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, is such that it can provide spiritual guidance for one to attain the ultimate freedom from samsara the eternal cycle of birth and death. And this 12-lettered mantra is very much honored and hailed as prime among Vishnu 
mantras as the ultimate one and a hymn of liberation. This mantra is also a moksha or mukti liberation mantra and frees one from the recurring cycle of death and reincarnation. So I was taught this mantra and I'm going to transmit it to you in the same cadence that Namadeva Acharya initiated me in it. And it goes like this. I'll be chanting it and jump in as you feel ready. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 The next mantra I'm going to share is also a Vishnu mantra. And that mantra is Om Shri Rama Jaya Rama Jaya Jaya Rama. So really it is to Ram. And this mantra is for liberation. It's great when you're making transitions from one stage in your life to another. Again, it is one to liberate the soul at the time of death. And it is also very good for attaining higher levels of consciousness. Om Shri Rama Jaya Rama Jaya Jaya Rama. The translation is Om and victory to Rama, the self within, victory, victory to Rama. Rama was an avatar who came several thousand years ago, another incarnation of Vishnu. His sole purpose was to show how a person should live a divine life while living in a human body. This mantra will take one across the ocean of rebirth. In a more immediate way, it is most powerful in reducing negative karmic effects, no matter in which life they may have occurred. This is a quote from my teacher, Namadeva Acharya. I have also had a powerful spiritual healing experience for another person while using this mantra intensely, so says Namadeva. The other thing people need to know that this is the mantra of Mahatma Gandhi. He practiced it over 60 years of his life, and he was chanting it at the time of his death. It's such a powerful mantra, but feels very subtle, yet so profound. Om Shri Rama, Jai Rama, Jai Jai Rama. I heard it myself the first time when I was attending an event at the ashram, the temple of Namadeva Acharya, Thomas Ashley Frond in Oregon, called the Gayatri Temple, and I met his mantra guru, Guru Ramamata, and she walked into the room chanting, Om Shri Rama, Jai Rama, Jai Jai Rama, actually singing it, and tears came to my eyes. It was so powerful. It went right to my heart. So Om Shri Rama, Jai Rama, Jai Jai Rama is another liberation mantra. Let's chant it now. 
Om Shri Rama Jai Rama Jai Jai Rama 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 And the final mantra I want to share with you today is the great Mani Mantra Om Mani Padme Hum and I'm teaching it to you in the Sanskrit translation Om Mani Padme Hum It is because every one of the Buddhist teachings is believed to reside within this one powerful mantra that it will be repeated over and over again to invoke the Buddhist qualities of love and compassion. This is a very heart-centered mantra. And again, this is a beautiful mantra to chant when somebody is leaving their body at death. And it will provide healing for them as they leave on a soul level and also for you if you are assisting this transition. Whether this mantra is spoken out loud, which you should do in the form of healing that I described at the time of somebody's transition, but you can also say it silently to yourself as part of your meditation or spiritual sadhana practice, this mantra you will connect with your innately loving and compassionate nature. So there's a tradition with Buddhist practitioners of spinning prayer wheels or small hand wheels while meditating upon or chanting this mantra. And this practice bestows blessings. I just recently came back from Sedona, Arizona, where there is a Buddhist stupa and there are prayer wheels. And I did this many days out there. I would chant Om Mani Padme Hum as I circulated the stupa and as I spun the prayer wheels and I could feel the blessings. So modern seekers like to buy rings with this mantra engraved on it or bracelets. And if they just look at the mantra written it will bring about benevolent effects. So the prayer wheels are actually called mani, and these are used for the practice of chanting Om Mani Padme Hum. Tibetan Buddhists believe that every time a prayer wheel makes a complete rotation, it is equivalent to the merit gain from completing a year-long retreat. And this mantra is sometimes simply referred to as the mani, M-A-N-I, mantra, as it is the most beloved and widely used among followers of the Buddha. According to the Dalai Lama, Om Mani Padme Hum has the power to, quote, transform your impure body, speech, and mind into the pure body, speech, and mind of a Buddha. Om Mani Padme Hum. So let me break it down for you. The sound Om is believed to be the sound of universal consciousness. It's the primordial sound of all creation. The universe was created with Om, and it holds all that is and ever will be. 
Buddhists believe that the sound vibration of Om cleanses away pride. And so in that respect, Om helps us to dissolve our ego and cultivate kindness and generosity whenever we recite it. Mani, two syllables, is associated with dissolving jealousy and releasing attachment to fleeting pleasures. Padme, two syllables, the first one, pod, is the syllable that dissolves our attachments to the many prejudices and judgments. And the may syllable helps to dissolve attachments or being too possessive, but it also cultivates your focus and meditation. And that word padme actually means lotus, which represents wisdom. And then hum, the last syllable, it dissolves the attachments to aggression and hatred. Hum is a Sanskrit mantra, which actually also rules the throat chakra. So you're purifying the throat chakra as you chant Om Mani Padme Hum, meaning that only those words that come out will be purified, loving, compassionate, healing, and not hurting. The translation of Om Mani Padme Hum means the jewel is in the lotus. As you can see, this is a powerful mantra. And the jewel in the lotus, well, that's the heart, the lotus of the heart. So reciting this mantra over and over again with the right intention will get rid of all that subconscious muck and mud and karma and help you emerge and bloom like the beautiful lotus flower rising out of the mud. So join me now as I chant Om Mani Padme Hum. Again, I'm going to use the cadence that I was taught by my Sanskrit mantra guru, Namadeva Acharya. Om Mani Padme Hum. 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 I hope you enjoyed this episode on Sanskrit mantras for liberation, moksha mantras. Remember to download this episode and share and subscribe to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. This is Cosmic Scene signing off, sending you healing, liberating mantra vibrations through the quantum field. Duh.